You're listening to the AdCast with your host, Eric Elliott. You know what? The world cannot keep us apart, Fred. How about yeah, that? A little bit of difficulties this morning. They they cannot keep us apart. If if that means anything, that means you and I are going to have one hell of an episode today. So, ladies and gentlemen, everyone listening, I want you guys to, if you could, stand on your feet or if you're in your car, you know, slap the steering wheel because um, I have a legend, uh, a legend on the line with me today. Uh, and his name is Mr. Fred Carey. I mean, talking about an impressive resume in business. Uh, someone who has had multiple companies and even took some companies private, you know, and doing business up to a billion dollars. That's with a B, not an M. That's a B. So, you know, when it talk, when it comes to uh, business and entrepreneurs and ideas, I have Mr. Idea on the line himself and Mr. Entrepreneur himself, uh, Mr. Fred Carey's first Mr. Fred Carey uh, of Idea Pros. Fred Thank you for being with us today on the AdCast, man. Well, Thank it, you. It's a real pleasure to be here. And, uh, you know, our half-hour stint here of trying to get <laughs> things working right is really the perseverance that you need with entrepreneurship. So I think it's a, a good discussion. There you session. go. And, and you know what, though? We didn't sweat. Not at all. We didn't sweat at all. We just we just figured it out. And what did we do? We stopped what we were doing and we started That's it right. over. What kind of a lesson is that, right? And so, I mean... How did, you know, I, I talked a little bit about your resume, you know, Fred, and and I couldn't sum up everything you've done in your career and the time that we have on this show. But I mean, uh, tell tell the audience a little bit about you from your point of view, who you are and what you do. Yeah. You know, they, they, they say you spend the first half of your career building up your resume and the second half building up your eulogy. And I'm, wow. I'm in that second half of my career. At 72, I've, I've recently promised my kids I'd retire by the time I hit 90. And uh, the, <laughs> it's all uh, really all about giving back. You know, the blessing you get in life, um, as you start becoming more of a whole person and realizing that there's taking care of yourself is important, but taking care of those around you is even more important. Uh, I think that mm -hmm. that's the most important thing I can say about me is all my second, mm -hmm. uh, all my triumphs and victories and defeats, everything is secondary to, to the fact that, that right now I'm in a place where, where I feel like I can help a lot of people. And that's my, my mission mm -hmm. in life right now. You, you remember the old Zig Ziglar saying, I, I remember going to a conference, uh, one of the, when he was on his last leg of doing shows and, and touring, one of the things that he said was you help enough people get what they want and you'll get what you want. Absolutely. You know, everybody talks about karma and all these things as if they're mystical. Uh, but the reality is, mm -hmm. think about this, the more you spread positivity around you, the more that people know that if they have an issue, they can depend on you, the more those people are going to come back to you and appreciate you and, and, and do good things for you as well. It's not mystical. Mm -hmm. It's common sense that do good and, and good come back to you. Now, you said um, a couple seconds ago, you said you spend, the, you spend the first part of your life building your resume and the last part building of your eulogy, but it doesn't seem like you're slowing down anytime soon. And I think you might break that promise by retiring at 90 from what I'm seeing yeah. from you. But I mean, is that much? I mean, tell me what's needed today for entrepreneurs. And then I want to go into everything with idea pros and 
I, I want to talk to you as much as possible today. Well, man. look, if you're an entrepreneur, the first thing you have to realize is all entrepreneurs have two traits in common. We're all crazy mm -hmm. and we're all losers. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by wow. that. We're crazy because that's what everybody wow. tells us, right? A perfectly mm -hmm. good 40 hour a week job. We're getting our paychecks regularly. And you want to leave that to go work for a hundred hours with no pay. And, and everybody, mm. you know, tells you you're crazy. What are you doing? Stick with your job. You're going to have a great career. You're, mm -hmm. you're fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you're losers. We're all losers because we never get it right. The first time we're creating something that doesn't exist. How, how do you possibly do mm. it right? Um, in, in, in one time. So if you can embrace the fact that everybody's going to think you're nuts and, and you're not going to win the first time around, then you can be a really great entrepreneur because then failure becomes a temporary step towards, towards success yeah. and your craziness is what allows you to get out of your comfort zone because only out there, that's where changes happen. That's, that's where, where new things happen in the world. The crazies are the ones that make the ones that make the world go awry. That's true. It's, it's not that it's usually not the people in your building that need you, but the ones that are outside exactly. that need you. Um, you, you know, and it's, it's, you, you hit on so many uh, different points there. You said about, you know, either you're crazy or losers, but I mean, isn't it that, you know, the losing makes you a better entrepreneur? Yeah. It's a, a necessary component of it. And, and by the way, that never ends. I mean, you don't, everybody is looking for like, what do we need to become successful? And if you're measuring mm -hmm. success by your corporate victories. Uh, it's fleeting. You're successful. And then all of a sudden the enemy, your competitors are marching up behind you and you're constantly having to change your course and, and change offerings mm -hmm. and change the way you think and change your advertising and marketing techniques. They all have to be changing all the time because you're winning, you're losing, you're winning, you're losing. You just have to win more than you. I, I um, I had said something. It's, it, there's two things I want to bring up. Um, because everything that you're saying now is just so relevant to the way that I'm, it's just so relevant. And it's actually timely because I, I started thinking about these things and our team just came off of a, a year end meeting where we were discussing uh, some of these points. And there are two things that I said. One, I said, I want us to, I'm going to personally unfollow my competitors because it, it wasn't that I was jealous of them or had any malice towards them. It was, I would confuse my own thoughts. It's almost like if you're recording uh, an album, I don't want to listen to my favorite artists because whatever I produce or whatever comes out of me is going to sound just like theirs. You know, I don't want it to be like theirs. So I wanted to just unfollow them. And I told some of them who are good friends, like, I love you, but I'm not going to comment on your stuff. And I may unfollow you or I may block you, but it's for my own good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> get away from the noise. Yeah. Got to get away from the noise. You have to. And, you know, it's, uh, when did you develop this, this, you know, this learning uh, of your losses? When did you develop all this? You know, when you first start out as an entrepreneur, you're doing all the worst things you could possibly do. You're, you're creating something mm -hmm. because you think it's a great idea. Your, your research amounts going to your mom and getting her advice. Oh yes. And off, I do that. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. and, and you are very myopically focused on yourself. Um, you need mm -hmm. as we talked about, uh, before, before the show. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's mm -hmm. a losing proposition. You know, you 
a real good entrepreneur focuses on the world they want to serve and and has the ability to forget about whether they think it's a great idea or not, but vet the public that you're going to be selling to and see what they think and, and create things for that public. I think that's the big transition point that I got after my mm-hmm. first couple of uh, entrepreneurial experiences. I, I, I finally started really researching what people needed and making sure that I had solutions that filled that need in a very robust way so I could have those people not just be my customers, but become loyal mm. advocates of my brand. So they would spread the word because what I was offering was so in sync with what they wanted. And that's a learning curve that will change your life as an entrepreneur when you get that figured out. Yeah, you had, there was multiple companies that you worked on, some private and some and some public. I mean, tell me about some of the things as an entrepreneur that you went through or things that you had to learn through to get to where you are today. Yeah, uh, well, constant fires. I mean, you know, it just, and by the way, where I am today is the most fires of all because I have 400 companies under me that, that I am mentoring wow. and, and, and partners with. We have 30% ownership of each of those 400 companies that are just starting out. And so we have fires going mm-hmm. on every half hour. Uh, so it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's worse than ever from the fire standpoint. But the thing that I really had to learn uh, is, is to be comfortable with the ambiguity, to be comfortable with the fact mm-hmm. that you don't know what's coming at you around a corner. Uh, if you can embrace the fact that you're on this never-ending mission that uh, is going to have surprises, both good and bad, and that you're going to deal with them however they come, um, that's the experience I got from from multiple companies, every single company I ever had. Uh, and I have about an 80% success rate, which is crazy. Uh, but everyone wow. I've ever had, I had really great good lessons and really great bad lessons every time. Never, never did anything go smoothly, ever. It's like uh, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable yeah, yeah. in a way yeah, go ahead you torture know? me uh you know i can take it <laughs> yeah you know so one of the things i i you know when i we were preparing to talk today um one of the things i remember hearing you saying is like an entrepreneur must find their purpose is what you said tell me tell me what you mean by that because there's someone who's going to be listening to this right now and they're going to second guess themselves and say I had two bad years, you know, should I get out of this thing now? I mean, you know, why am I doing it? Talk to me about that. Uh, So let me tell you this. I'm 72. A moment ago, I was 30. Uh, It happens that fast. And and as you guys are getting older, you can see, wow, this year seems to be faster than the year before, right? Yes. And and faster and faster. And all of a sudden you wake up and you're 70 years old. Um, What have you done with your life? at that point. And if you don't align what you're doing with what you feel passionate about, hence your purpose, uh, then you can have wasted your entire life. And it happens like that. Mm -hmm. So why not get in touch with the things that you're really passionate about, the things that really turn you Mm -hmm. on as a human being, things that you think you can do really well, find a way to coordinate those things with the business that you want to have. Find a way to take your purpose, your passion, and make it something that you're making a living on. And if you can do that, mm-hmm. then you don't have to worry about work-life balance because it's all life at that point. And you have an amazing life. If you can wake up in the morning, put your feet down on the side of the bed and smile, 
you're on the right yeah. path. That's success. Being able to smile in the morning. It's not what you have in your bank account. It's not how many employees mm -hmm. you have. It's your ability to wake up in the morning and smile, knowing that you have another day to get to what you're passionate about. There's no rule book. You know, it's a, it's almost like parenting. When you become a parent, there's not like a stork that delivers a baby and says, here's a book on how to raise that kid. And and when you have a, a business, there's no there's no guru that you can or genie you can rub a lamp on to and say, teach me and tell me everything. Because if that were the case, everyone would be an yeah. entrepreneur. All right. And and so I, I want to know, know this. Can anyone be an entrepreneur? Does everyone have the guts for uh, it? No, well, nobody can. And, and by the way, I do have it. Maybe at the end we can talk about. It. I do have video courses that will tell every single entrepreneur what they need to do. I, ooh, I, I want to bring that I got, up. I yeah. got in the last two years. I've had a hundred thousand applications uh, from entrepreneurs that work with me, and we've taken four hundred because the my flagship product is like all in. You have an idea. We're going to create mm. a nationwide company with its first launch within a year. Um, that, but a lot of people can't afford that. And so I created this to really teach every entrepreneur how to get in touch with their purpose and, and, and align with that. But even so, no, not everybody can be an entrepreneur. But those of you that wow. can be are those that are mostly, I think about entrepreneurs kind of like outsiders, you know, that, that you were just, you never quite fit the norm. You're always like, everybody's in line and marching and you're over here drawing something in the corner and the teacher's <laughs> yelling at you because you're not paying attention in class. Meanwhile, you're designing an anti-missile system uh, in fourth grade. Uh, and it, it's, if you're a bit of an outsider, if you're a risk taker, um, if you mm -hmm. don't really fit then you have a real good possibility of being an entrepreneur because you've always had to make up that difference uh, between you and the rest of the world all your life. So that's you. Stick with it. You can you can do it. Now you've you've already said earlier that you got like over four hundred companies under you. You take a lot of applicants and you don't let everyone in. But you know, I, I had a conversation with a, a good friend and a client partner of ours, and he said the one thing that he would tell everyone is to have a mentor. But then there are some that feel like, oh, I don't need, I can learn everything on YouTube. You know, they want that speed to success. I mean, what do you think about, you know, people having mentors um, as they're coming up in business? You know, when, uh, when cryptocurrency first started doing its second rebound, I, I have a, a lot of my friends are much, much younger than me because friends my age are dead. Uh, but uh, they, they, uh, we're all like the world's different now we're you know things are changing this is the whole new world and, and i'm so like you're gonna lose your ass and and most mm. of them lost almost everything i mean even guys that made a couple million dollars temporarily all of a sudden it was worth you know, two thousand dollars um so wow. you need mentors not because mentors are necessarily wiser than you because mentors have been slapped around the head and body uh the same way you're gonna be and if they mm -hmm okay, wow, this guy or this woman has done what I want to do. Why not take advantage of that? I think everybody needs a yeah. mentor. And frankly, that's one of the things that was missing from my life that I w would have really loved to have had. Even my dad was not really a good role model. He taught me a lot of things not to do, which is very powerful as mm -hmm. well. But having a role model, having a mentor, having someone you can rely on 
is critically important. And, and the second thing is what you talked about, everybody just wants to go on YouTube and learn how to do it, get it done and be successful. Yeah. We want to, we want to do like a decade worth of stuff in a year and it's not going to yes. happen guys. Oh my gosh. You can do a lot in a year. If you have a 10 year plan, you can do one tenth of what you need to do, but you can't do it all in one year. And that's why we get frustrated. That's why to your point, people that have been two years at losses and everything, they want to give up. Don't give up change what you're doing. It's like we had to change our environment. I was going to be with this we thing. We can't do it anymore. I was right. going to be wearing these headphones. I can't do that anymore. Change it up right. when you need to, and you'll find a solution. Man, go into that for me, because I think that's really, that's needed. People need to hear that now um, about them trying to do 10 years worth of things within one year. And, and, and it's funny you said that because like you and I were connecting on social now. And like one of the things that I put out, I put out a video uh, talking about the speed to success is some of these people that are trying to do these things in 10 years, these 10 year things in one year, they don't know how to handle trouble when it comes yeah, their way. Because you're really betting on luck when you do that, right? You're betting on everything working perfectly and everything exceeding what you really internally believe you can do. And the mm -hmm. chances of that happening, happening is very, very minimal. And, and that's an exaggeration. It's less than very minimal. So mm -hmm. what happens when you do that, you end up doing a couple of things. Number one, you're measuring your success on the, on the basis of finances which is the worst thing you can measure mm. your success on. If you look at a lot of billionaires out there, that some of them have gone mm -hmm. bankrupt two, three, four times. Uh, people have lost $100 yeah. million dollars overnight. So you can't measure your success on things like that. And when you're doing that squashed mm -hmm. little success plan, that's what it's all based about. Instead, you got to find what makes you happy and, and start doing that. There are people that are way happier than most people listening uh, we're not making very much money and they're really, really happy because yeah. they're doing what they want to do and they wake up every morning and they would do it for free. They're getting paid to do it. You can't get happier than that. Yeah. There was a, there's a, a guy, an influencer, and he said, he said, he's got a lot of friends who make, you know, millions of dollars a year and they're miserable. And then he has friends who make a few hundred thousand dollars a year and they're happy. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I think, you know, the, now, let me ask you this, and there's going to be some people that are going to probably disagree with you and I on this. They use money as their motivator to be more successful. Is that right in your opinion or is that wrong in your opinion? If you use that as your measure of success, you're not going to be as successful as if you, you use happiness as your measure of success. And, and let me explain why. Uh, if you're doing what you're... Mm -hmm want to be doing, then you're obviously going to be more passionate. And when you're more passionate about what you're doing, you're going to affect more people. And when you affect more mm -hmm. people, a result mm. is going to be the rewards that you receive. So the money that comes in is going to be the result of your behavior rather than that carrot mm -hmm. that you're chasing after. So even if you look at wow. even some of the biggest companies in the world that are very um, purpose-driven, you'll see that they have greater margins. Um, they, they have more loyal audience. They bring more money to the bottom line because authentic mm. in what they're doing. So authenticity and passion should be the things that you drive yourself 
with, and then the money will follow. Like Apple. Like Apple. Uh, you know, and mm -hmm. Apple got near to being bankrupt. Uh, there, there's another yeah. organization that really started failing miserably. And, and now, what are they, $2 trillion or something? Yeah, one of the most valuable companies in the world is yeah. what they are. Uh, I think yeah, I think you're right about a mil a trillion or yeah, two. Yeah, a couple of trillion. And let me take a side step here, uh, because earlier when I was talking about the crazies and everything and and being different and thinking outside the box, could you imagine twenty thirty years ago, this little skinny guy with a black outfit gets in front of a stage of a thousand people and says, "Hey." I want to start this new computer company and I want to compete against Microsoft, against IBM, against digital equipment and all these other industrial names that were there. And I'll call my computer mm -hmm. company Apple. Do you think one of those thousand people in that audience would ever stand up and say, that's a great name? No, they would all think that was the worst name mm -hmm. in the world. Now the Apple logo itself is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Think outside uh, the box, as they, as they say in that. Well, I, you know, it's going back to what you said earlier. I think it makes so much sense is like, you know, you said, find your purpose. I think what helps them more than anyone else is they have a purpose. And now they've created things where now we we walk around with their products and it, it's become part of our lives. I, I don't have that with IBM. I don't have that with Hewlett Packard. I don't have that with, uh, you know, gateway computers, which is coming gone, you know. But, you know, Dell, uh, you know, but it, it's it's it, I think that we could learn a lot from some of those people. But I think you're, you're right. The first thing is kind of figuring out your your purpose. And, and another thing that you said was your why your why are yeah, you? And, doing and by the way, uh, there's a um, my daughter's dog wants to join the show <laughs> before she starts barking. Um, there is uh, a reason that apple is different and 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 has that connection to you as an individual and that because they start mm -hmm. with their why you know most most computer companies are going to start talking to you about their their products um and um and, and tell you about well we have this product and it's really good and it does all these things these features um mm -hmm. do you want to do you want to buy it but apple starts the opposite wow. end of that apple starts with we're different A everything that we do we do with passion and purpose and commitment we create things that we believe our audience really needs and, and really wants and that's really mm -hmm. our purpose as an organization and oh by the way we also happen to sell computers do you want to buy one you know it's it's at the end after they've made that connection with you then everything that they want to have and want to deliver, you're going to want to buy. If I told you today that I just heard that Apple's coming out with a new electric toothbrush tomorrow, which they're not, I don't believe they are. That would be awesome if they were, but they're not. But we would know <laughs> immediately without knowing anything about it, we would know that it'd be really sleek, it'd come in a few cool colors, you'd be able to access it remotely, it'd be able to give you information on how well you're brushing. It would this next yep. level thing right? And we don't know anything about what they're going to do. Their name, their pedigree, their brand is so into us that they've done this amazing job of, of their why. And that's what you need to do as an entrepreneur, as a marketer. Um, you, 
focus on the why part, and then the rest of it comes easy. That's the same as focusing on passion when he comes out. Mm -hmm. Well, I think uh, if Tim Cook ends up listening to this episode and, and the whole Apple toothbrush idea comes about, it came about here on this show, okay? So let's let them know that right right yeah, now. And we advance. want a little piece um, of this. Both. Um, <laughs> we want a piece of it, you know. Um, you know, we, we talked about not being able to measure success, you know, over money, but can you, and we talked about, you know, 10 years, trying to do 10 years in one year, but can you measure success as an entrepreneur in time? Should they do mm -hmm. it in time? Um, I, I think you definitely need to give yourself that time runway uh, to be able to get things done. And the way that I mm -hmm. instruct my my audience, my members, uh, my followers on, on Instagram, is I tell them to celebrate micro victories. You know, you can have mm. this kind of longer term vision and, and set of goals that you want to accomplish, then find incremental ways to get towards those goals. Like a lot of the things I do, if I knew in advance it was going to take two years to accomplish something or a year to do this other thing or five years to do this third thing, I would never do that. But you, so mm. you said, this is my goal. I need to get this stuff accomplished. But then after you figured it out, then look down. Don't look forward. Look down. What's the next step I'm taking? Have I taken that step? Because I, I know if I take that next step closer to what that goal is. So if you can make your long-term goals, then focus on the present moment and what you need to do today to get a little closer, then you can celebrate every night. I'm one step closer. I'm one step further. Pop the champagne. Mm. Well, what is the hardest thing that you've went through in your entrepreneurial career? Um, well, there's been, there, there's been plenty. Uh, you know, I, I would say one of the one of the hardest ones was because it was one of the first ones uh, and it was a major learning experience. I, I'd started a company called Concerts America, and, and we produced concerts uh, around the country, uh, rock concerts. Mm -hmm. And uh, in that, in my very first show, I had rented out uh, in Miami the, the Coliseum there, the, the stadium, outdoor concert. Mm -hmm. We had five major bands coming. I had to pay every single one of those bands double because I was a 24-year-old kid that nobody ever heard of and the only way I could get bands is walk wow. in with little suitcases of money uh oh you you know you normally get uh 20,000 you can have 40 you only get 40 you can have eight it's the only way they would work yeah and so we had this all planned we had it almost sold out and uh that day it rained 16 inches which is double what we get in San Diego in a year yeah there was wow. a foot of water all over the grounds and heavy duty electrical equipment everywhere we had to cancel the show and do it the next afternoon. I was up all night long talking to all the radio stations, talking about the cancellation and the tickets are good for tomorrow afternoon, negotiating with the bands to get them to stay an extra day, having to pay even more money to the bands. Uh, oh, man. And so we had it the next afternoon, and we had a whole bunch of no-shows. I had to give tons of refunds. And by that, back then, there was no computers there was uh no uh internet we we're writing no, refund no weather and insurance taxes, none of that writing stuff. refund yep. checks by hand i i think i'd lost about sixty thousand dollars in that first venture and that's probably about six hundred thousand dollars today uh and that was mm -hmm. a big gut-wrenching experience for me uh but it it really 
taught me that if things can go wrong, they will go wrong. You better be yeah. prepared for them. And and so within within two months, we we got our next show going and 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 started doing well after that. But that that was gut wrench. How did you overcome and how did you learn from that? Because there's there's an there's an entrepreneur right now who is probably having either their best time and then there's someone else who's having their worst yeah. time. And and I and I want them to hear from people because I've I've struggled before too early on. And it's like, how do you how did you get over yeah. it that? You talked about, you know, that issue and it's six hundred grand today, but how did you get over that? Um you have to be able to take these defeats and learn how to pivot from them, you know. So you kind of analyze what happened. Uh, and, and for me, the analysis ended up pointing to the fact that maybe I was going too big, too fast. Maybe mm. I should go into smaller arenas, maybe find bands for 2,500 people instead of 40,000 people, uh, be indoors where it's safer and you can control the environment. And, and that's what I do, did. I, I pivoted. I, I went to smaller places, warm, cozy, fuzzy places with the side and seating. And, and I was able to build it back up that way. So if you're going through that as an entrepreneur, uh, if you're going through the experience of things not working out the way you, you want them to, and you're waking up, figuring out the hell am I doing wrong? Stop. Yeah. Start over, get a clean sheet of paper and start writing down. What are the obstacles that I have and how can I avoid those obstacles? Don't be afraid to pivot. Uh, that's been the key to several of my successes. Uh, they happened after I pivoted different companies that I had. Most companies that I started, I had to make major changes to, to, to be successful in the end. And, and look at that. You, you, when you were 24, you started out doing this big giant concert, renting out a big stadium. And then you, that is almost like the equivalent of trying to go from zero to a hundred really Thank fast. You. And then you said, you know what, I'm going to slow it down. And you had these more intimate settings and you became a lot more successful because you'd learned from the big mess yeah. up yeah. early on. And now you get it. So, I mean, entrepreneurs, you hear it, you heard it here. What you should do is just pivot. You know, sometimes it's like, it's that important to, you know, write things down and, and do it over. And you, you bring up a good point because uh, you said, write things down on paper. I had, uh, uh, I watched a, a documentary once on Bill Gates. And one of the things that he does was uh, he has like what you call a think week. Where he goes away he reads books no no computers really um and he's not focused on phones computers he's just writing and reading do you think every entrepreneur should do something like that yeah if you look at the uh, most of the most successful uh, ceos in the world they all have one thing in com common they read a, a lot of them read and and here's the deal with reading guys and gals you can go on the internet and you can be fed things and you don't even have to think. You're looking at it. You're looking, for example, you're looking at us. Wow. You're just, you don't have to analyze anything. You don't have to think about anything. You're just taking it all in. When you're reading, you're using your imagination because it's just black and white on paper and you have to create these scenarios in your head. You imagine the wow. characters, the scenes, the things that are happening. So your brain is on fire doing a lot more work when you're reading than when you're just passively watching Netflix or scrolling through your social media to see who's got the latest boob implant uh, of your friends, you know, <laughs> go deep and, and, and read something every single day. No, I, I agree with you. I, I, I think that is, um, 
it, it's one of those things where where I feel like you have to, uh, even if you're not hungry, you have to feed yourself. And I think by feeding yourself, uh, in, in my mind, it's like reading and continuing to study and 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 learning how to be a professor of whatever you do. You know, I, I try and encourage our team with that same thought and that mentality. Now, you you are the CEO of a company called Lead Pros, and 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 I, I want to talk about that now. Well, idea you, Pros, you. Idea pros, I'm yeah. uh, forgive me. Um, idea pros, because you actually there's some entrepreneurs that come to you, and they're like, "I got this great idea. What do I do with it?" I mean, uh, one, how do you figure out who you want to work with, and and then what steps are you taking when you when you do this with people? Yeah, and and you know, I've I've kind of done things opposite the way most people do, which is no shock to the the audience. Now, mm -hmm. uh, I really just started out with this what I call my flagship product, which is really expensive to work with me at, at that level. And, and we've had like 100,000 applications. And as I said, I've accepted 400 people. But the, mm -hmm. the reality is those are people that are really ready, set to go. They have capital. Mm -hmm. They just, they want somebody to sit there with them and, and build their idea into a successful business. And, and those people contribute like $100,000, $200,000 the effort but they're doing about a million dollars worth of stuff because my team, right right they're, they're serious and, um, and and we get the 30 percent equity typically in those but i found that entrepreneurs there's a whole lot of people that are entrepreneurs that that need something and, and can't afford something like that so we have these things right now that uh well a bunch of stuff are free right uh official fred carey on instagram i post twice a day on uh personal development, entrepreneurship, mindset, mm. how to take care of yourself. That's, that's us all free. And ideapros.com on, on our blog page, the best information you could possibly find on entrepreneurship is all there and it's all free. Every single thing, element of what you mm. want to know as an entrepreneur, that's all there for free. But we also have things like my, my video course on uh, purpose-driven entrepreneurship. You can find that on ideapros.com as well. It's a couple hundred bucks. Uh, in fact, if you use the code, I think it's IG100, it's $147. 15 videos mm. tell you everything you need to know about entrepreneurship in a very personal, uh, heartfelt way. I didn't take any notes, no bullet points, no nothing. I just started talking, and, and you'll see uh, from there my experience. If you don't like it, write to me, Fred, at ideapros.com. I'll give you your money back. It's not a money-making thing for me. It's tried to try to give back and and finally for about a thousand dollars when you when you say that that question of fred i i think i got a really good idea for about a thousand bucks yeah. you can you can maybe save yourself a half a million dollars by sending that idea into us and we will completely vet it we'll do global analysis competitive analysis market size market growth market opportunity who your target customer should be how to create a pitch deck to go out and take that that good idea that now you have all this information now and go raise capital to have it mean mm -hmm. something. So with very, very small investment to really, really set you on the, on the right track. But again, tons of free stuff that, uh, you cheap ones out there, they don't want to spend any money and be really <laughs> successful. You can use all the free resources. Well, how about protecting ideas? Because, uh, that's usually a lot of things, uh, a lot of what some folks don't understand like how to copyright and trademark the things when you take on some of the larger clients that come with you do you walk them through or help them with protecting their yeah. ideas when, when we partner with somebody we do everything from that 
and competitive analysis, the go-to-market strategies, naming, branding, positioning, engineering, or app development, if it, mm-hmm. it's an app, a website development, literally every single thing an entrepreneur would do. And we train them and uh, and have them be their own project manager so that either at the mm-hmm. end, a year, 18 months later, they're really, really sophisticated for, for a first-time entre- entrepreneur. But one of those components in there deals with intellectual property protection. Yeah, but certainly trademark. In fact, I have a, a trademark for my tagline, which is uh, fuck average, be legendary. And uh, and I got that trademark. Uh, so that's pretty awesome. So we... <laughs> I, I love it, man. We, we encourage that. And, and with patents, and let me say something about patents because there's a lot of people waste a ton of money in that. You know, you think you have this amazing idea and you don't want to talk to anybody. You want to go out and get a a patent and you go to a patent attorney and spend fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars and patent something that you don't even know if it can be manufactured, number one. Number two, you don't know if yeah. it can be manufactured at a cost that people will pay for it. Number three, you don't even Correct. know if anybody wants it. And so get all that mm-hmm. patent prep of get your idea to the point where you're ready for engineering, you know it can be engineered and you've got an audience, you know people want it. At that point you can go get yourself a patent. Wow. Uh, good, good advice. Good advice there, man. Um, oh, I, I interrupt you just for a second, because this is a really cool fact. Out of all the patents ever issued by the U.S. Patent Office, 97% of them never got made. 97%. Are no, you kidding so me? Don't waste your money, folks. Uh, get your idea. Make sure it's perfect and people want it. Then get your patent. Be one of the three. Wow. Wow. I, I, that's something I never knew, man. Something I never knew. I, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, your social platforms and everything else out there. How important do you think, you know, social is to business and being an entrepreneur now? It can be critically important and it can be damning and it depends on who you're listening to. Um, you know, there are a whole bunch of guys out there with rented Ferraris uh, standing in front of somebody else's mansion, uh, talking to you about how, They've made millions and millions and how you overnight can yeah. be this big success. That, get away from all that poison. Uh, and But there's yeah. other people out there that, that will tell you it's a hard, hard journey. And there's a lot of failures. And failure is normal because it's a temporary uh, situation that you're in on your way to, to becoming successful. If you find people like mm-hmm. that, and I happen to be one of them, uh, I have to plug myself. Mm. But you know, you got to find people that are real. And people that have experience and not just somebody who's just been a guru all their life, find people that have done it, who've been in the, is where you yeah. are now, who have yes. dig through fire to get to, to where they are. There's a whole lot of people that are motivational speakers, but that's all they've ever been in their life. But, but, but how are you going to, what did you learn to motivate me? You know, find people yeah. that have the real experience that you can look at as a mentor, even from far away. No, I, I truly, I truly believe so. I think sometimes uh, uh, the the best officers are the ones who are soldiers Absolutely. first. You know, that they totally get it. No, I, I agree with you, and and I and I, you're seeing a lot of that now on YouTube. Every time you turn on YouTube, there's some guy telling you how you know he made a trillion dollars, and like you said, in front of a rented Ferrari that he's not driving, he's just standing in front of it. You know, all you can do is pull out your phone in front of someone's Ferrari yeah. and do that. So you're totally right. And I, and I do think people need to avoid some of those 
people. And, and like I told you earlier, I, I made it a point to say, I'm going to unfollow yeah. competitors. Nothing, nothing against them. I just want a clear head and a clear path of whatever victory that I see as victory or success. Yeah. So yeah, that's me. So, you know, uh, man, you know, I, I would, I want to be able to pick your brain, but I don't want you to send me a big invoice. So <laughs> I, I think I, I am, I'm really happy that we, we got together. We had a little bit of difficulty in the beginning connecting, but I, I think it's all worth it. But I want to ask you some questions as we begin to close out. And this, um, these are, I got a few questions here. Um, what do you believe that a person who wants to be an entrepreneur that they should do first? When someone says, I want to, I want to open my own business doing X, Y, Z. What should they do first? This is my theory about life. <clears throat> Entrepreneurship, if you do it right, affects every single aspect of your life. You know, when you want to be an entrepreneur, you look towards business. And, and, and when you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you say, mm -hmm. I don't care what comes at me. I don't care what fires hit me. I don't care what disappointments I have. I don't care how many times I run into that brick wall. I'm going to run faster. I'm going to jump higher. I'm going to do more, be successful. But we don't do that in our life at home. My wife yeah. is nagging me all the time. Wow. My husband's an asshole. He thinks about his work. I have this going on. I have that going on. And we want to be kind of normal in our regular life and entrepreneurs in our business life. So the first step for anybody who wants to be an entrepreneur, kick ass at home. Um, you know, be the best dad, mom, Damn. be the best husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. Be nice to your dogs that are barking in the background. Uh, be, be good with your neighbors. Be a good person. Start yeah. focusing on being a better person because you can't have a great company without being a great leader. And you can't be a great leader without being a great person. You can't, you can't be a great person without starting at home. And so that's what I would tell anybody that wants to be an entrepreneur. Look at your personal life. What are you doing? Are you doing enough there? If not, start changing who you are. And then you're going to have that fuel that's going to enable you to be a successful entrepreneur when you're ready to pull that trick. Love that. Love that. Love that. I absolutely love that. Um, and I want to ask you this. Um, you know, we talked about the video courses. I mean, what are what are three big things or three big takeaways that you think people would get from your video courses? The the biggest thing that's in every one of those uh, fifteen segments is, is to be leading with purpose, to be always doing the right thing, to taking the difficult situations that you're going to find yourself in and finding the true path out, uh, which leads mm -hmm. with integrity, with ethics, with empathy. Uh, that's going to permeate through every single one of those modules. Uh, but that's kind of the foundation. Uh, on top of that, you're going to learn literally why the biggest reason the companies fail every year is because people have created something that nobody wants. Well, why yeah. you can be getting all these orders in and lose your ass because your cash flow can't keep up with your success. The, basically, how to fundamentally understand every element it takes to become a great leader from that nucleus of starting out as a solo entrepreneur. Uh, literally, I believe, and I've, I've had partners who, who paid me $150,000, $200,000, go take this $100 course, $147 uh, course, and, uh, and tell me, in spite of the fact that they work with me, 
uh, on a monthly basis, tell me, this has changed my life. This has changed the way I look at yeah. things. And that's what I believe you're going to get out of it. And again, if, if nobody, if somebody t takes that course and then doesn't feel they've gotten anything out of it, just write to Fred at Idea Pros. I'm happy to send you $147 back. Damn, that man is putting his money where his mouth is. How about that? Now, and earlier you said that entrepreneurs should read. Now, um, Fred, give me a book recommendation and then why that you feel every entrepreneur should read. So I'm going to give you a book recommendation that no other entrepreneur in the history of the world will ever give you. Uh, and, um, and that book is uh, The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. And he is an uh, Arabic scholar, uh, speaker, and he writes about everything about life, about love, about marriage, about children, about doing the right thing. And it's really, really poetic uh, and very, very powerful, very impactful. It has nothing to do with business, mm. but has everything to do wow. with becoming a better person and understanding that if you're going to do something, you have to be mm -hmm. prepared and eager to accept the wounds that are going to come at you because if you're going to do something right, mm -hmm. you're going to be reaching to your furthest extreme. And when you reach that far, there are going to be failures, there's going to be wounds, and you're going to make it through and, and, and be a better person because of it. That, that's one I would recommend. Man, that's some good stuff, man. I, I want you to tell these folks how to find you. I, I want the Instagram handles, the Facebook page. I want all of it. Tell them how to find you. And uh, we're also, we'll put some links inside on a YouTube channel about how they can get directly to your course. Um, I don't know if there's any special codes that you want to put out there, but definitely we'll deliver those to people as well. But tell them how to okay. find you, Fred. So um, on Instagram, go to official Fred Carey, C-A-R-Y. Uh, and follow me. By the way, if you DM me there, I get about 500 DMs a day, and I answer all of them. I actually have a team of a couple of people helping me sort through uh, some of the ones that are, well, not not so uh, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not that. <laughs> uh, and and I, I'll answer your your DM. So official Fred Carey on Facebook. We have Idea Pros. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Idea Pros. I have a weekly live show there on Fridays, uh, and we have other content there. We're just starting our, our YouTube channel, but you can also go to www.ideapros.com and look at what we have there, learn more about us. I'll go to the blog page. I really encourage you because it's robust, it, it's indexed, and it has literally everything that you need to know as an entrepreneur. Man, Fred, I mean, it's great talking to you, man. I told you, man, it was going to be a great conversation. We had a hiccup in the beginning, but what did we do? We did what entrepreneurs yeah. did. We actually waited it out. And we found another way yeah. to make it work is what we did. So I'm proud. I'm proud of you and us. That's our first task, man. Shit. We did that together. Fred. Awesome. It's been really, <laughs> really, really good. And I hope, I hope your audience can uh, get some value out of this because I'm very passionate. You know, I'm going to, in closing, I'm, I made it a, a goal a few years ago to, to change a thousand lives. And I recently raise that to 10,000 because I, I have over half a million people on Instagram and alone and, and I'm getting a ton of interaction, a ton of life changing, mm. but I want to change 10,000 lives in the hopes that they in turn will change 1,000 and then that next generation will change 100. And if I can accomplish that, that's a billion people. And uh, that's, that's, that's a lofty goal, but I can do my part. 
just the rest of you got to do yours to give back and you'll get more. Damn. Love it, man. I want to thank you for being an amazing guest today, Fred. And I want to also thank our listeners for giving us their most valuable asset, which is their time. It's the one thing they can never buy back regardless of how much money that they have. Um, And also want to remind you guys that you can listen to this podcast anywhere. You can also watch it on YouTube uh, or go to my website, Eric at Eric, I mean, ericelliot.com. You can go there, uh, listen to this podcast, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and do yourself a favor and go find Mr. Fred Carey and get those assets. They're not expensive, but you get a lot of value out of those. Right, right, Fred? I'll be waiting for you. All right. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you, man. And this is the AdCast. Hey guys, I'm back. I hope that you enjoyed that episode of the AdCast. If you didn't, go online, give me a review and tell me how you want us to make it better for you. And if you did, give us a five-star rating anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast. But I want to thank you for your most valuable asset. That's your time. And thank you for listening. Enjoy the AdCast and stay tuned for another hot episode coming up soon.